Hello, fellow educators. Welcome to the 25th episode of Teacher's Tent. Still a place to regain your strength after a long day, week, or maybe semester this 2023. I'm your host, Steve G. I am pleased to be sharing this second season of our podcast just twice a month during the fall. This past weekend, Teacher's Tent reached another milestone, the 2500 play mark. So thank you for your continued support. Last week's uh, topic brought a lot of good conversations. Teachers are definitely overwhelmed by the wide range of levels in their classrooms. We need help and we need it now. We are to pull these kids through. We can't do it on our own. It's just too much. Yay to the districts that are understanding this and are stepping up to give teachers assistance. Hopefully you'll find value in what was shared in episode 24. Today we'll zoom into a learning disability that affects roughly 10 to 15% of the student population and rising, dyslexia. Unless you hold a special education certification, your knowledge of it, like mine, will likely be rather limited. What's worse, you may believe some things about dyslexia that in reality happen to be just myths. To clarify this confusion, we will define dyslexia and, in closing, we'll end up with five useful things you can do in your classroom to ensure students with this disability can still thrive. So, buckle up and get ready to enjoy today's presentation. Please keep sharing your feedback after listening um, with comments in, on Instagram about your experience with this learning disability. I myself decided to include this topic after I attended a very eye-opening training organized by the Richardson ISD Dyslexia Department. It was the first time I sat down and went through a simulation looking at things from the perspective of a student with dyslexia. A very insightful, indeed, class. I called the Richardson ISD Dyslexia Department just the other day and so far, the training is only available and open to Richardson ISD teachers, but they're going to reconsider opening it to other teachers. And while we mentioned Richardson ISD dyslexia department, I would like to mention three situations or three opportunities that we have as teachers here at Teachers Tent to support their work. On Tuesday, October 24th, there are three places you can go to if you want to eat out and support the Richardson ISD Dyslexia Department. You can go to Taco Joint on Lake Highlands. You can go to Shady's Richardson uh, in Richardson, or you can go to Pop Popcorn in Dallas on Walnut Hill. If you go to any of these three um, places on Tuesday, October 24th, be sure to mention the Richardson ISD Department so that they can benefit from your generous contribution. So let's talk about dyslexia. We'll start by defining what dyslexia is. According to the International Dyslexia Association, dyslexia is a language-based learning disability. It refers to a cluster of symptoms which result in people having difficulties with specific language skills, particularly reading. Students with dyslexia usually experience difficulties with other language skills, such as spelling, writing, and pronouncing words. 
Dyslexia affects individuals throughout their lives. However, its impact can change at different stages in a person's life. It is referred to as a learning disability because dyslexia can make it very difficult for a student to succeed academically in the typical instructional environment and its uh, more severe form will qualify a student for special education, special accommodations, or extra support services. Now, who does it affect? According to this same association, dyslexia occurs in people of all backgrounds and intellectual levels. People with dyslexia can be very bright. They're often capable of even gifted in areas such as art, computer science, design, drama, electronics, math, mechanics, music, physics, sales, and sports. In addition, dyslexia runs in families. Parents with dyslexia are very likely to have children with dyslexia. For some people, their dyslexia is identified early in their lives, but for others, their dyslexia goes unidentified until they get older, which makes early testing and diagnosing so crucial. The most difficult part comes when we look into the effects dyslexia can have. The impact that dyslexia has is different for each person and depends on the severity of the condition and the effectiveness of instruction or remediation used. The core difficulty is manifested with word recognition and reading fluency, as well as spelling and writing. Some individuals with dyslexia manage to learn early reading and spelling tasks, especially with excellent instruction, but later experience their more debilitating problems when more complex language skills are required, such as understanding textbook materials or writing essays. People with dyslexia can sometimes struggle with spoken language even after they have been exposed to good language models in their homes and good language instruction in school. They may find it difficult to express themselves clearly or to fully comprehend what others mean when they speak. Such language problems are often difficult to recognize, but they can lead to major problems in school, in the workplace, and in relating to other people. The effects of dyslexia reach well beyond the classroom. Finally, dyslexia can also affect a person's self-image. Students with dyslexia often end up feeling, quote-unquote, dumb and less capable than they actually are. After experiencing a great deal of stress due to academic problems, a student may become discouraged about continuing in the school and drop out. So, what should I do if I have a student with dyslexia in my classroom? We'll get the answer from Cambridge University. As a highly experienced language assessment center, they offer some ways to support learners with dyslexia. Firstly, Create a supportive and collaborative classroom culture where all learners feel comfortable learning and asking for support. Secondly, they say, use multisensory input and activities to give learners more than one way to make connections and learn concepts. For example, use flashcards, puppets, story videos, and real objects in the classroom. When learners use more than one sense at a time, their brain is stimulated in a variety of ways. In third place, they suggest, present new language in small and manageable chunks so that you don't overload the learner. Focus on key language and allow processing time to digest the new learning. 
Suggestion number four is that we have L-shaped cards available for learners to frame sections of textbook pages and help focus and their attention. Encourage learners to use a plain piece of paper to cover reading texts and reveal one line at a time as they read. These are useful techniques for all learners when you're teaching reading skills. Finally, use concept checking questions, CCQs, to check your learner's understanding of a new word or grammatical item. CCQs are better than just asking, do you understand? Example CCQs for the adjective quick might be, what things do you know are quick? What is the opposite of quick? Or are snails quick? You could also use pictures of objects or gestures to check your learner's understanding. In conclusion, many people that were diagnosed with dyslexia have led very successful lives, like physicist Albert Einstein, painter Pablo Picasso, and more recently, actress Octavia Spencer. Hopefully, by keeping in mind the five suggestions we shared today, we can make sure every student in our class grows to his or her best potential despite having this learning disability. If you wish to share your story with dyslexia, or if you experience it yourself, just uh, follow Teachers Tent on Instagram at Teachers Tent and leave your comment. In the meantime, please join us in two weeks' time for our podcast's 26th episode, Talking to a Wall, Why Students Don't Follow Instructions. Seriously, have you ever felt like you were talking to a wall when most of your students didn't get what you were asking them to do? So many frustrated teachers ask me, why will they not listen? We'll deep dive into this exasperating habit some students have and consider some tips to avoid teacher burnout. So please let me know in advance any ideas you might have on this topic. Please continue suggesting topics you'd like to hear about here as well as sharing teacher's tent in your schools. And remember, if you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to let your colleagues and friends know about and bring them to Teacher's Tent. We'll make room for them too. Have a great day. Thank mm-hmm. you.